0: Special guest joining me today here on The Bottom Line for a brand new release that will make interesting something that often is not the type of thing that especially a lot of evangelical Christians like to dive right into. Uh, Rabbi Jason Sobel is with me today here on The Bottom Line. He and Kathy Lee Gifford had partnered for a brand new book called The God of the Way, A Journey into the Stories, People and the Faith that Changed the World Forever. We've got a link for the book up at the show.com. Rabbi Jason Sobel, welcome back to The Bottom Line Show
1: shalom it's so great to be back with you thank you for having me
0: you know it's great to talk to you especially since you're on this whirlwind tour in new york right now and you're spending time on the phone with us here in california uh what have the last couple of days been like what's it like to have a book on amazon that only has two digits in the ranking that must be really surreal
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, know it's, it's a it's a real blessing and uh you know, just God is God is blessing it and it's impacting people's lives. And this book is a follow up to our first book, which was The Rock, the Road and the Rabbi that Kathie Lee and I did together, which was a New York Times bestseller. So we're believing this one is going to have just as big of an impact.
0: Yeah, so far so good with the book just being released a couple of days. Talk about what it, what it's like to work with someone like Kathy Lee, because people know her as a television personality. I understand you actually visited her old haunt at the Today Show not too long ago, and and uh, you know people have sometimes they'll look at a Shannon Bream or a Kathy Lee Gifford and they'll say, "Gosh, I, I didn't know there was a lot of spiritual depth there." Rabbi Jason Sobel, what's it like for you as a as a man of faith, but also as a uh, you know someone who's a biblical scholar uh working with someone like that alongside what 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 do we not know about Kathy Lee Gifford that we should know about her uh, depth of biblical um, knowledge it,
1: yeah it, it, she's amazing i mean you know as a messianic rabbi a jewish person who believes in and follows jesus as the messiah and Kathy is actually has jewish background hmm. uh she was originally Kathy Lee Epstein <laughs>
0: so she comes
1: so her her dad was jewish and she obviously has this, what I love about her is she has such a passion for God's word, such a strong faith uh, in God and in Yeshua, Jesus. And, you know, she loves every chance she can get uh, to share her faith. And it's just beautiful because this book is actually also connected to an oratorio that she did, a music project hmm. uh, in which she's telling the same characters, the men and women of faith that we discuss in the book, she is put to music and video. It's really in a movie. It's beautiful.
0: Hmm. Rabbi Jason Sobel with me today here on the bottom line, the brand new book, the God of the way, a journey into these stories, people, and the faith that changed the world forever is up at TheBottomLineShow.com. I love how you delineate uh, these different testimonies, these different stories, and talk about some of the named heroes in Scripture, but also some of the unnamed ones as well. You start out by talking about the God of the how and the when, and you give us some some names that are very, very familiar to us. Help us understand, especially with those of us who uh, might be walking through kind of a tough season right now, and you're wondering, you know, where is God, when, you know, I thought he was leading me here, uh, why these testimonies are are so important for us to, to dwell upon and to meditate on.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think all the great women of faith and men of faith, I mean, each one of their journeys is not only a testimony, but it actually contains a promise that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. And what He's done for them, it was written because He wants to do the same thing for us. And so each of these stories has a promise attached to it that's relevant for our life today. So whether you're like Abraham and Sarah, and you're waiting for God to fulfill the the promise that He's made to your life, or whether we talk about in the story of Moses, like how God appeared to Moses in a burning bush, but actually in the Hebrew it says a burning thorn bush, and Mm. that's significant detail, because thorn bush implies a pain and suffering and exile. God was saying, I feel the pain of the children of Israel, everything you're going through, I've been with you in the midst of the pain and suffering, the thorniness of your slavery, and of course, that applies to Jesus in the New Testament, who had the crown of thorns on his head, just like God appeared in the thorn bush to Moses, God is saying, in the, appears in the person that jesus says listen i feel your pain that you're going through and i'm not asking you to go through anything that i myself haven't gone through and it goes back even to the curse of creation the ground that produced thorns and thistles jesus took that curse of creation on his head so he can restore the blessing in our lives
0: you know it's interesting I, and i've not heard that insight with regard to the what type of burning bush it was we just oftentimes go with the story take it superficially at face value and realize okay well it was a bush but the fact that there were thorns in the bush I mean, Rabbi Jason is is so significant to us and it it kind of leads us into the next part of this uh the book the guide of the way which we got a link for up at the bottomline and that is quite simply just the power in the word of God and I, I see a lot of dissension a lot of uh, differentiation if you will you know, among people who profess faith in God and yet we see guys like George Barna coming up with their statistics saying hey look it's only one out of every three pastors in America right now has any sort of reverence for God's Word as the uh, literally incarnate Word of Jesus Christ, you know, being who He is, but also it's living and active. Talk about why it was important in this God of the Way for you and Catholic Lee Gifford to write about the power of God's Word and who God is literally His Word uh, living in our, our lives today.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it's so significant because You know, God holds all things together by His Word, is what the Scriptures say. And literally, God spoke, and the world came into existence. So His Word is woven into the very fabric of creation itself. And so what's interesting is that God speaks in the Genesis account ten times, and the world comes into being. And we talk about this in the book. And then there's ten plagues on Egypt, and then there's ten commandments, so ten creation, ten Redemption, 10, Revelation, well, what's the connection? Well, since God's Word is woven into the very fabric of creation, when Pharaoh disobeyed God's Word, the 10 utterances of creation, he experienced 10, he experienced chaos. So when we don't respect and honor God's Word instead of order out of chaos, we get chaos out of order. When we take God and the Bible and those principles out of our society, out of our country, it leads to chaos. In fact, there's one letter difference between exile and redemption, the letter Aleph in Hebrew, the letter that represents God. When you take God out, you have exile and chaos. When you invite Him back in and you respect His Word, you have order that leads to alignment, that leads to blessing, and we've got chaos because we've neglected Jesus and his word.
0: And I'm so glad you brought that up, Rabbi Jason Sobel, because I, I realize it does happen and can happen in other languages. But I'm fascinated with how in the English language, for example, the difference between united and untied is if I'm in the wrong place. You know, the, you move it out of whack. And I realize that's not just a clever uh, idiosyncrasy of the language. You're talking whether it's Hebrew or Greek, or English, or whatever, it's amazing how the definition, and and people will use words uh, rather maliciously in our culture right now to try to define life, or gender, or things of that nature, how important it is for us as Christians to be well-read, to be well-versed, and to understand that there is power in the Word of God, and so we don't have to kind of sit back on our haunches and let other people, what was it, Francis Schaeffer once famously said, he who defines the word defines the world. And we realized that, well, that's true, because the living Word of God is the one who's the actual source of definition. Talk about that.
1: Yeah, think about it for a moment. Before the world was, the Word was. The Word preexisted creation in the person of Jesus, right? And then God speaks the world into existence. And I, I think that's so significant, because, you know, know the truth, and the truth will set you free. There's freedom in the truth that comes through the scriptures, which is why God wants us to know it and understand it. But I think there's so much practical significance there, because we talk about in the book how the word, there's so much fear in the world, right? And the word for fear is also the same, has the same root as the word for fish. So the disciples, John 21, are fishing all night and they catch nothing. Why? Because they're fishing from a place of fear. You know, Peter feared, oh, man, I denied the Lord. I'm certainly not going to be the rock. God can't use me anymore. And when we live from the place of fear. Our nets, our lives, our relationships are going to be left empty. And we live in a world all you have to do is turn on the TV news, listen to the politician. This world runs on fear. People want to put fear in us to manipulate us, but God says, listen, move from fear to faith and from faith to trust, but knowing the Word is key to having faith that overcomes fear.
0: Rabbi Jason Sobel, my guest today here on The Bottom Line. I'm Roger Marsh. Jason's brand new book, co-authored with Kathy Lee Gifford, is called The God of the Way, A Journey into the Stories, People, and Faith That Changed the World Forever. We have a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. More of this conversation in just a moment as The Bottom Line continues. Welcome back to this special edition of the Bottom Line. I'm Roger Marsh. Rabbi Jason Sobel is with me today here on the Bottom Line program. His book is called *The God of the Way: A Journey into the Stories, People, and Faith That Changed the World Forever*. We've got a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. Rabbi Jason Sobel has been a a contributor to the Bottom Line show for many, many years now. He's the author of *Breakthrough* and *Aligning with God's Appointed Times*. He also is the co-author of the New York Times bestseller, as he mentioned earlier, called *The Rock, the Road, and the Rabbi*. And is that's co-authored with his current co-author Kathy Lee Gifford, and he's also a spiritual advisor to the Chosen TV series and host of the Chosen Unveiled on TBN. Uh, Rabbi, I was talking with you during the break about the fact that I recently had a chance to do a set visit of the new, excuse me, the new compound. I guess the new Jerusalem is Midlothian, Texas. Uh, but <laughs> it's really go. remarkable. Talk about what it's like for you to work on the show, because I mean, a lot of people would say, "Well, I'm not so sure." When Dallas Jenkins does something, maybe he's taking license with Scripture, but He has a whole army of people like you helping with the scripts, talking about story ideas and how to present them. Talk about your role on The Chosen.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Dallas loves God's Word. He loves Jesus. He wants to impact lives. That's his motivation for doing this. But he wants to bring the story alive into people in a way they've never experienced anymore. And I was involved with The Chosen from the very beginning before one episode was made. I took... Uh, Dallas and a number of the team to Israel on a tour to the sites where these events happened in the Bible that they're talking about in the show, spent a lot of time there with them. And so, you know, they're, they're, it's it's been a great journey to be involved in seeing the uh, impact of The Chosen, and I'm friends with Jonathan, who plays Jesus, and it's just, it's just a very special project, and God is using it in big ways.
0: It's amazing. I've been... Privilege to be on the set of a couple of Christian films and a couple of projects in my day. And the experience on The Chosen was like nothing else I'd experienced either. And I know our bottom line listeners are chomping at the bit for season three of that. You'll be getting some video <laughs> of my time on the set coming up in October. And then the big release is in November. Um, meanwhile, with the new book that just came out this week, The God of the Way, A Journey into the Stories, People, and Faith that Changed the World Forever. You have a section in the book, Rabbi Jason, about Uh, the God who sees. And I know there are a lot of people right now who are wrestling with this kind of sense that so much has happened in the world over the past couple of years that it it seems like, well, I heard Tony Evans say people are treating prayer like it's the pregame to the battle instead of realizing that prayer is the battle, you know, when you get right down to it. Talk about the examples that you used of the God who sees and how that gives all of us who might be going through a season of saying, gosh, God, are you there? Do you really care? It gives us hope knowing that God has shown up in this way before.
1: Yeah, we talk about Hagar, and we talk about the Samaritan woman in John chapter four, and you know, both with Hagar and with the Samaritan woman, both these Gentile women, and you know, it, Jesus encounters a Samaritan woman, and he ministers to her, and she's shocked, and she winds up after you know having this encounter with him, going and telling all of her friends, "Come, meet a man who's told me everything about myself," and that's so significant because. Really, one of our greatest needs is to be seen and known. This woman had never been seen by the people around her. She was a nobody. She was worthless. She had no real value. And Jesus saw her and knew her, and it radically changed her life. And I think this is so significant because maybe people don't feel like God is hearing them or seeing them, but He hears and He sees and He cares. And even with so many people out there today, right? There's natural desire to be seen and known. That's why we have social media. People think that by being seen on these different platforms and getting likes and getting followers and subscribers, that that somehow is going to validate them or give them a sense of worth and their life a sense of meaning. But it's empty. The only one that can give that sense of life and meaning is knowing that you are a child of God and that God loves you and cares for you.
0: And these are powerful examples that God does see us in those moments where we don't think he sees. And it also, I'm going to kind of circle back around. We're familiar with Mary of Magdala, David, Ruth. But the fact that you put in Hagar as well, too, is a part that I think the social media divisiveness, you know, you have to either like this side or that side, this, that, and the other thing. We often forget that though Hagar and Ishmael and, you know, that, that type of thing what was not part of God's plan, God still had a tender heart for them though it was going to lead down a a tough road. And I think that that is a a healthy reminder for us in the body of Christ that we don't just kind of toss baby out with the proverbial bathwater when it comes to who God will be tender with and who God has compassion for. The way I read Scripture, it's God's desire that everybody everywhere, has the opportunity for salvation and not just the people that we feel like we can actually uh, preach the gospel to. Rabbi Jason Sobel, my guest today here on The Bottom Line, The God of the Way, A Journey into the Stories, People and Faith that Changed the World Forever is the book. It's up at the thebottomlineshow.com. Um, you conclude the book with examples of people who meet the God of the other side. What do you mean by that phrase?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I love it that the other side from a biblical perspective was the side where the pagans were where where the oh you'd never go as a, a, a someone who loved God you didn't go to the other side right it was kind of a place that was kind of uh, associated with everything idolatry and sexual immorality but the beautiful thing is that Jesus was willing to cross over and that's the he never passes by he'll always cross over to meet us where we're at and part of the reason for that is that. He comes to bring us hope. And that's one of the reasons why we wrote this book, is that hope is the promise that our future is going to be better than our past. And mm-hmm. so much helplessness is rooted in hopelessness. And what's interesting, the word for hope, as we talk about in the book, is the word tikva, And tikva literally means to stretch or to strengthen. And the point here is that God allows us to be stretched in seasons like we're going through right now in our nation, in order to strengthen our faith, hope, and love. You have to be stretched in order to be strengthened. And in addition to that, tikva literally means rope. The rope that Rahab put in her window when the promise, when the walls of Jericho were coming down, that that rope would keep her and her family safe. So literally that word hope is the same word for rope, because hope is a rope that pulls us out of the pain and the hurts of our past into the promise of, of our future and jesus came to give us hope and uh that's that's good news for each and every one of us so even every when everything is crumbling like those walls we still have an unbreakable promise from the lord rooted in his word and we need to we need to stand
0: on that hope is a rope i've never heard that analogy before i mean and that's not just an analogy it's the literal definition if you think of the, the definition of hope that i was brought up with was just the expectation of what is certain then, what can be more certain than being in a situation where you feel like you can't get out and someone's saying, Okay, here's the rope, uh, grab it, hold on to it, climb onto it. We see how significant ropes were in scripture and the way the Lord used them. And of course, the disciples did as well. And it, it's, it's tough for us, you know, city boys like me who grew up in the suburbs and never had to do anything <laughs> tough with my hands. I don't know about you, by Jason Silva, but ropes weren't necessarily, a, weren't necessarily a part of my uh, lexicon growing up. But nonetheless, that's a, that's a great word picture. Rabbi Jason Sobel is my guest today here on The Bottom Line. The book is called The God of the Way A Journey into the Stories, People, and Faith That Changed the World Forever. We have a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. A couple of minutes left in our conversation, Rabbi Jason. And you write about the power of unity. And I wonder, I mean, and I mean this sincerely, when I see people of all different so called Christian persuasions, when I see people in the Messianic part, I see people in the Catholic part. And I see the number of divisions that we have. Talk about why the power of unity not only is important, but it's really a biblical mandate that we don't always live out.
1: Absolutely. I mean, the last prayer of Yeshua Jesus before he was arrested was he prayed that these and those would be one as he and the Father are one. And then he says, then you will, then you will be perfected in unity and the world will know the Father sent me. We're not going to be perfected until we're unified, nor will the world be W O N until we are O N E, one in Messiah. Oh, and that's uh-huh. Pentecost. We talk about that in the book, right? They were in one accord and revival happened. And the, God's presence, power, and provision is always proportional to the unity of his people. And the reason why people don't fully know who the Lord is is because they look at our divisiveness and are the way we treat one another, and they don't see the Lord in that. We need to do a better job, where to be His representatives, and uh, we, we need to change our ways. And, you know, I think that we talk about in the book, The Prodigal Son, and one of the interesting thing the prodigal comes to is awakening in the pig pen. Well, why in the pig pen? Well, the pig is the most unkosher animal. And the <laughs> rabbis say that the, wor- the word for pig in Hebrew is Hazir, which means to return. And the rabbis say that in the Messianic Kingdom, pigs are going to return and be kosher again. So there's a promise for the pig. If a pig can be transformed to become kosher, the, co- and the prodigal realize that God can do the same for him. And I think we need to return. Too many of us have been the prodigals, but then we become the older brother. Not happy for mm. the ones that return. Not happy for the ones that are different than us. And we need to understand, we need to welcome those that come in, embrace those that are different from us, and love them as Yeshua did. Just like there's a promise for the pig, there's a promise for every individual, and that unity is based on God's love and promise.
0: Powerful words of insight from Rabbi Jason Sobel today here on The Bottom Line. The book is called The God of the Way, A Journey into Stories, People, and Faith, that changed the world forever. We have a link for that book up at thebottomlineshow.com. Rabbi Jason Sobel, always a pleasure. God bless you. Congratulations on the new book, and thanks for being with us today here on The Bottom Line.
1: Shalom, shalom. Thank you so much for having me. It's always great to be with you.